Ladies and gentlemen, food shortages are now inevitable in the UK, according to industry experts, and printed in the mainstream media. And so this is a real milestone here. Uh, we're passing that point of demarcation where the media is openly actively talking about food shortages affecting you and food prices rising. Let's have a conversation about that today. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast. And the bulk of the media coverage around the food shortages in the UK has to do with the shortage of lorry drivers, of truck drivers. Similar story as here in the US, they shut down all driver training throughout the pandemic, which means that as people rotated out of their jobs, there was no one trained to take their place. No one knows how to drive the trucks anymore. And so as a result, fresh produce, piles of it, are just being left to rot and in many cases are just being sent off to the landfill. Here it is, piles of fresh produce are going to the landfill, and goods are starting to vanish from shops because of a shortfall of as many as 65, I read also 70,000 truck drivers in the UK. It's an escalating crisis. It stands to affect supplies of goods from fruit and vegetables, even milk and cheese, according to leading produce company bosses. Another article here from Fresh Talk Daily goes into the reasons Brexit prompted thousands of EU lorry drivers to leave the UK. The introduction of tax changes in April drove up costs and a lack of driver training and tests during the pandemic has led to this desperate shortage of truck drivers, according to a managing director of Nationwide Produce. As a result, deliveries are not going to supermarkets. Produce is there, it's ready to go, but it's not being delivered. However, in this piece is the only one that actually acknowledges that the record cold spring, thanks to the grand solar minimum, has had an effect on food production and that that plays into what's going on now from the grocer. Food shortages now inevitable due to labor crisis, according to the industry warnings. Quote, worsening supermarket food shortages are now inevitable in the coming weeks, as labor shortages across the food supply chain approach the crunch point, the sector has warned. Chronic driver shortages, compounded by shortfalls across other sectors, including harvesting, manufacturing, and packaging, and the supply chain is creaking under the pressure. In fact, um, we're approaching a tipping point in supermarkets' ability to keep shelves fully stocked. Quote, the real crisis for food supplies starts now. As I said, the mainstream media telling you we have a food crisis, just as the food chain reaction game predicted, just as we've been anticipating because it's a problem reaction solution. You must eat the fake meat. We must take control over food production because, gosh, we would never want this to happen again. These food shortages were terrible. Uh, the CEO of Cold Chain Federation said, adding that while I'm typically skeptical about warnings about empty shelves, quote, this time it feels different. This time it's real. We're going to run out of food. Quote, everywhere you look in a supply chain, there are problems, as we've been talking about for a year now. Food already is not being replenished into supermarkets quickly enough. And it's not just because of logistics, but a lack of production. And that is the only reference, the only individual who dares to reference the fact that it was a record cold spring in the UK. As we covered, they were spending weeks lighting fires in orchards, trying to keep their trees alive. We saw how the potato harv uh, season was off to a terrible start and many, many other stories we don't have time to go into right now. But production, yeah, production has also been hit quite hard by the cold spring. The demand on supply chains will be relentless because of the lockdowns and while the government is being called upon to let let people in 
just let some people in to do our harvests and get this food package. We'll see if the government actually responds. Failing that, the worst is definitely yet to come. Close quote. Across the supply chain, the effects are biting hard. So, um, so it's not just this fresh produce that's sitting there to rot. It's also now here in the guise of Brexit, we read from their trade minister, Liz Truss, who announces that whereas the UK typically imports 230,000 tons of beef each year, next year, in 2022, it will be a mere 35,000 tons. In other words, we're cutting it by an order of magnitude. That's down to like 12% of the amount of beef that the UK typically gets is what they'll be getting next year. It's going to be gone. Where's the beef? Is the question we'll be asking in the UK. Uh, now, Liz Trust goes on to say, don't worry, we have a 15-year plan to start getting our beef from Australia instead of the EU since they're cutting us off immediately next year. We'll, we'll figure it out over the next 15 years. Never mind the fact that, the, uh, that Australia has already under great pressure to end their beef industry, is already shutting down their meat plants permanently, as we've covered, because of cow farts and, you know, we need to shift towards insect-based proteins. It's, it's, this is basically just an excuse. We'll, we'll figure it out 15 years from now. In the meantime, there will be no beef in the supermarkets in the UK. And the UK, ladies and gentlemen, is just a bellwether here of what is to come everywhere. They're just the ones leading in the headlines right now. And this is particularly true in light of the fact that the disruptions to the supply chain continue and uh, accelerate. For example, we saw a lot of coverage of the Suez Canal, that ship getting stuck there, and how the cascading ramifications of that were felt through, throughout the global shipping industry. That incident itself, even though it was only mere weeks ago, and, and we're still feeling the effects of it, is now also dwarfed by the shutdown of the Yanshan port in China due to COVID, right? Oh, there's an outbreak, shut down the port. <laughs> it's insane, which means that all of these ships you can see here on the map are, are stopped. They're stopped. They're full of containers coming in. There are containers waiting to get out of China. We already know there's a, con a, a shipping container shortage. And so when you shut down one of the biggest ports in the world, it just throws an even bigger stick into the bicycle wheel of global trade. So what we're seeing in the UK is fair to say coming to stores near you, empty shelves. Uh, and so th the question really that I want to close with today here is, uh, here's a picture that I, you know, a picture that I drew of two supply chains. On the left, we have the one that currently feeds most people in the world. We get fertilizers from big ag chem companies across the world they're shipped in but oh there's a shortage of those right now that's all right maybe we'll just dig in a little bit to our soil fertility and try and eke out a crop this year oh wait we're running out of drought the government is turning off the water well maybe we can truck in some water at great expense to our operations we've been reading about that in the u.s right now all right so we got some water oh now we don't have labor because the government won't let in people because of covid well, maybe we found some high school interns and got them to pull the crops out of the field. Well, now we don't have diesel because that pipeline was shut down in a cyber attack. So um, let's back up. We can pay more money. You know, fuel prices are higher, but at least we can get our product over there to market. Oh, wait, we're out of shipping containers. You see where I'm going with this? Well, let's say we spend... 10 times more than we did last year, which is what's actually going on, just to get some shipping containers, and now our product is loaded. Oh, crap, now the ports are closed, and we can't even get these, these goods moved. 
well, give it a couple extra weeks, some delays, some loss, some spoilage, but some of that product eventually got to the uh, food processing, oh crap, those plants are shut down too now, JBS shutting down in the cyber attack, other companies shutting down due to COVID, well, let's just assume that that food gets processed, oh crap, now we're out of steel for the cans, as we covered from the Italy tomato harvest. Tomatoes going to rot there because they don't have steel to make cans to get the tomatoes in the cans, and so they're just going to rot. And even if they did get some cans, now we're reading, we don't have any drivers to get those cans to market. So it's just this cascading series of failures. You can see every leg along the way of this supply chain is under relentless attack by the technocrats who wish to demolish it. It's a controlled demolition of our global supply chain so that we can make the case that you need to be eating bugs that were grown next door to you. Now on the right is the other choice that you and I have. We can grow our own food. We can raise our own animals. And none of these things here are going to affect your garden. You can do whatever you want there. You can make it drought tolerant. You can put it right outside your window. Doesn't matter if there's any truck drivers. That is a resilient food production system right there. Your own. Ladies and gentlemen, on which of these supply chains do you wish to bet your life? The answer, I think, is quite obvious. Start growing food today. Start raising animals today. And make sure to tell the people around you. Make sure to get your community on board as well. It's going to take all of us working together to stand up new systems of production and uh, distribution within your community to get through the tumultuous times ahead. Let's end on that point today. Good luck to you in the UK. Please let me know what you're seeing there on the other side of the pond. You know, I've got access to media and to a lot of people letting me know that, yes, there are empty shelves and it's noticeable now, but uh, but I do, I really want more data. I want to hear from you. Send me a note about, about what you're seeing, iceagefarmer at protonmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching. You can find this report and all my reports on iceagefarmer.com. If you appreciate this broadcast, if you value this information, Please help me keep it running. There's a few ways you can do that listed at iceagefarmer.com support. For now, thanks for watching, folks, and be well.